When I was growing up during the 90s, the church was an extremely powerful organization. Churches back then carried a lot of influence both in their local communities and on a national scale. You could probably make the case that some church groups, they were almost like a form of lobbyist. If the church didn't believe in something that politicians were pushing and they felt something was immoral, they let it be known. They didn't hide behind the pulpit. They didn't hide within the four walls of the church. If the church felt the country was going in the wrong direction on a particular issue, they spoke up about it. They led by example. Now, obviously, the vast majority of religious leaders, they're against abortion, but I can remember in the 90s when the legalization of state lotteries was starting to spread across the country. Religious leaders, they fought hard against the lottery, especially down here in the South. They felt gambling was immoral. It was one of the deadly sins. I can remember those dramatic commercials where Daddy gets paid on a Friday, heads straight to the casino, and leaves broke a few hours later. His poor little child, starving Sammy, he didn't have anything to eat for the next two weeks. Over the last 20 years, though, the church has lost a majority of its influence. And this was by design. If you study the text of the Woke Bible, one of their biggest goals dismantling the influence of the church. I mean, you can't be baptized and born again in the woke faith if you're a confessed Jesus freak. Pastors today, they no longer have the courage to speak out against the insanity. Hell, most of them are afraid to speak against the insanity inside the four walls of the church. They don't want to be labeled intolerant or racist. There are a lot of people who believe the removal of God in public schools, the diminishing influence of the church in our society, it is the reason America is in the struggling state that it's in today. To be honest with you, those people, they make a good point. If I remember correctly, they removed God from public schools back in the 1960s. Just look at what's happened since. Divorce rates skyrocketing. Nuclear family destroyed. We have government leaders like Pete Bootygig, or however you say his name, being celebrated for taking three months off for maternity leave when it's not physically possible for him to have a baby. Young women used to grow up with dreams of meeting Prince Charming, getting married, starting a family. Today, young girls grow up with aspirations of being the most dominant bearded beauty in the WNBA dump. Young girls used to fantasize about their dad walking them down the aisle when they got married. Today, that fantasy causes anxiety because they're forced to choose between their two moms. Young men, we used to dream of making the NBA, becoming the next Jerry Rice or making a living as a professional wrestler. Today, young men, they dream of earning their spot on the women's soccer team. They fantasize about their emotional support llama walking them down the aisle in their wedding dress. They dream of one day arguing with their own daughter about who will wear the prettiest dress at their daughter's wedding. We have all this insanity going on and it makes you wonder, where in the hell is the church? Where are the religious leaders who are willing to take a stand? Now, to be fair, there have been some who have had the courage to speak out, but it ain't nearly enough. However, there is one Christian school who has stood up and said, enough is enough. Ironically enough, they're not located in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, even Alabama. They are not located in the Bible Belt. This school is located in one of the wokest states in the country. Vermont. 
Mid-Vermont Christian School is willing to make multiple sacrifices to ensure their students are shielded and protected. The state of Vermont, they give funding to private schools, but the private schools, they must be willing to abide by anti-discrimination laws. Now, that doesn't sound so unreasonable, right? You don't want a private school refusing to allow minority children to enroll, but there's a caveat to these anti-discrimination laws, just a small little inclusion located in the fine print. In order for private schools in Vermont to receive government funding, they must violate their own values, their own morals. They must violate the Ten Commandments and agree to abide by the woke commandments. More specifically, the second woke commandment. Thou shalt not discriminate against the letter T. And no, T does not stand for tits. This isn't a commandment dealing with mythical misogyny. The T in this instance represents Trandan. Not only do they have to acknowledge the inclusion of Trandan in a classroom setting, they must also agree to allow him or her, or in some cases they, they must allow they to compete athletically. Whether that's on their own team or it's their own young women competing against a fucking tank on the opposing team. For Mid-Vermont Christian School, this was no bueno. Their girls' basketball team somehow managed to make the playoffs with a 5-12 and record. Um, I mean, I guess in the state of Vermont, they are strong believers in participation trophies. Perhaps next year, they can let an 0-17 team win the state championship. But nonetheless, it was an opportunity for these young women to experience playoff basketball, if you want to call it that. They make their arrival to the state tournament, and feelings of dejection immediately started to set in. They were scheduled to play the fifth seed, Long Trail School. Now, Long Trail, they had amassed a regular season record of 14-6. and six. I would imagine those six losses came when their star player missed games due to complications from transition. Or, perhaps the team actually started the season 0-6, recruited their star player, and finished the season 14-0. Maybe Ross Jones saw how much his girls were struggling, woke up one morning and decided to be Rose Jones and join the girls' basketball team. Ross, or Rose Jones, and just to be clear, since these are kids, since these are minors that we're talking about, I made these names up. They also haven't released who the transgender player is in this situation. Whoever they are, for purposes of this video, they are now choosing to identify as Rose Jones. Such a pretty name. A Rose for a Ross. Rosie is a dominant force on the girls' basketball court. He's earned the nickname, Not In This House. Now, that is not a message from a concerned father who's worried that Ross, or Rose, is wanting to date the garden tools in his shed. That shovel is meant to dig holes, son, not to go in them. Rosie. Rosie earned this nickname for his ability to block the shots of young women half his size. In one particular game this season, this dude had seven blocked shots against the girls. On the young men's team, Rose would be comparable in height to everyone else on the court. On the young girls' team, he looks like fucking King Kong. Mid-Vermont High School arrives at the state tournament. Perhaps they notice King Kong warming up on the court, or they feel the building shake as he practices his 360 dunk. They look at the delicate young women on their basketball team and they say, Not today. It ain't gonna happen. Since this channel started covering Leah Thomas, well, 18 months ago, I have always said 
There is a simple solution to this problem. There is an easy fix for this problem of men and young men trying to take over and dominate women's sports. All you got to do is refuse to play against them. That's all you have to do. Refuse to compete against them. If they don't have opponents, they can't compete. They have the right to go out there and play with themselves, which in another context is one of the favorite activities of the wanker spankers. But all you have to do is be willing to stand up and say, we are not doing this. That is exactly what Mid-Vermont Christian did. Even though it was the state tournament, the playoffs, even though they risked further funding from the state of Vermont, administrators at the school, they refused to allow their girls to compete against a dude. They forfeited the game. They went home. Lauren Thomas. Laura Thomas is the executive director for the Vermont Principals Association. Valley News contacted her for comment on this situation. Now, she admitted that she has received calls throughout the season from concerned coaches wondering, what the hell are we supposed to do here? This long trail team is allowing a dude to compete with girls. They're even calling him Shakita O'Neill. Lauren Thomas claimed other schools were reaching out to her looking for what she called best practices in dealing with this situation. Um, seems like a no-brainer to me. You put the kid on the boys' team. Problem solved. If he wants to wear a wig and a dress and compete with the boys, so be it. But I highly doubt he does that for very long. So what were these best practices Lauren Thomas recommended? I wish I could tell you. She admitted to Valley News that she ignored the questions and referred the other schools to their official statement on the issue. Well, KC, what was their official statement? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, my concerned citizen. Their official statement was filled with woke boner words. We support our stance and best practices through our inclusivity statement. In other words... Go fuck yourselves. This kid identifies as female and we acknowledge this fantasy. Unfortunately, I could not find where other teams joined Mid-Vermont Christian School and their refusal to play against Team Tran, but I do have some good news. I did find another quote from Lauren Thomas where she informed us no other schools seem to have a problem with this. We have transgender athletes in other sports, too. It's not just basketball. Matter of fact, the other day, we witnessed an inspiring performance from a transgender athlete. She won the state tournament in women's wrestling. I encourage you to watch her path to glory for yourself. Just Google King Kong Bundy or Andre the Giant. Credit to Mid-Vermont Christian School for putting the best interest of their students first. That is what schools are supposed to do. Protect the kids. They are not supposed to be concerned with diversity, equity, and most importantly, inclusion. Those are myths. They don't exist in the real world. You know who gets included in the real world? People with talent. People who are willing to work hard. People who have a skill set. You don't get hired because you meet some racial or sexual quota. But give me your thoughts. Christian School in Vermont takes a stand against young men competing against girls. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.